God and faith is the string that ties us together. Because, you know, with our family and culture, that is a recipe for a lot of conflict because we're coming from two different sides, you know, of the world. So just culture and family, we would have been in a mess. But thanks be to God and having God and having our faith in the Lord really brought us together. Hey everyone, we're PJ and Jenny. You're listening to the Years of Marriage Advice podcast, where we interview other married couples to share their stories so that you can experience a healthy, thriving, and purposeful marriage. Today we have with us Lennox and Kim Vu. They are great friends and great followers of Christ. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to discuss cultural differences and what it looks like to serve together. Let's get started. Lennox and Kim, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You guys have an awesome marriage that I know we've been really encouraged by, so we're excited for our friends listening to get to be encouraged by you guys as well. And so before we get started with the conversation, we thought it would be fun for those listening to get to know you guys a little better, so we're going to do some speed round questions. So for the speed round, we are going to ask you either or questions. Lennox, you can answer first, and then Kim, you can answer second. And we're just going to go through the list, and we're going to have fun with it. So here we go. First up, books or movies? Movie. Both. Both. (laughs) I can't choose. Okay. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. Washing dishes or doing laundry? Laundry. Dishes. Mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sweet or savory? Savory. Sweet. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Night owl. <laughs> nice. Disney Plus or Netflix? Netflix. Disney Plus. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. East Coast or West Coast? West Coast. <laughs> West Coast. So I really want to say East Coast, but I truly want to be in the West Coast. So. <laughs> West Coast, West Coast. Exactly. West Coast, West Coast. All right. Hugs or kisses? Hugs. Both. <laughs> I can't decide. Both are good. You need both. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and last, most important question. Lennox or Kim? Lennox. <laughs> what happened to <laughs> putting your other your spouse first? <laughs> hey, it said that people resound with their names, so I just respond to my name. Thank you. <laughs> Fine, Kim. Oh, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Lennox and Kim. Lennox and Kim. So... We have to know, how did you guys meet? We met swing dancing. Swing dancing? Swing dancing. Where? So it was in Orange County. Um, It's called Atomic Ballroom. I took a class of swing dancing because someone said, I bet you cannot dance. So I proved (laughs) them wrong by going swing dancing. And here I met Kim just 
standing at the corner and I was like, would you like to dance? And she said, yes. And that's how it's all started. And then you guys got married? <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> so we were friends for about a year first. We started hanging out a little bit more together and with uh, mutual friends. And then finally he asked me out a month before I went to grad school. <laughs> nice, finally. <laughs> yes. And what, two months before you went to the Navy? Wow. So right after you got engaged, were you deployed? I went into the Navy and then we did long distance relationship for three years. So for those listening who are currently in a long distance relationship and they're engaged, what encouragement would you give to them? I would say don't give up. There's a lot of communication that uh, it just encourages you to work to become a better communicator because you don't have, you know, that physical uh, nonverbal communication. All you have is communication. And I think sometimes you just got to really work to have clear communication. I mean, it's, it's difficult, but it works. How has developing that communication during your engagement influenced your marriage? I think it definitely helped because we had gone three years of, you know, talking on the phone, Skyping, and having pretty much being forced to communicate that much. So I think it really did help. Yeah, that's great. When did you get married? June 22nd, 2013. Without looking at Kim. <laughs> Let the record show. He was not looking you at did Kim. Good. <laughs> so that means you've been married for six years now? Yeah. Now, Lennox, you are from Vietnam, correct? Uh, yes, I am. And Kim, you're from the United States. Yes. Awesome. So you guys met, fell in love, got engaged, got married. Having an intercultural marriage... Have you guys seen any negativity or discrimination towards you in that way? For me, um, not so much. I mean, because living in Orange County is such a diverse place where Vietnamese and, and uh, Hispanic, it's a very... Uh, a melting pot. A, a melting pot. So by living there, I do not uh, experience much of them. And especially afterward right into the military, where it's even more of a melting pot in the military. So I don't think I have experienced like, much um, complication. Yeah, I would, I would say the same. I think being here in the South might have gotten a few weird looks, but that's all. Nothing more than that. So for those who are still stuck in that mindset, that for some reason... Um, different cultures, different races shouldn't marry or intermarry. Um, what would you say to them of why it's okay or why it's a good thing? In, in regards to that issue, um, a lot of time people just really get get stuck in that you know traditional mindset where you know you stay with your own race. And we as Christian, we we really believe that people are made in the image of God where everybody is sons and daughters of the Lord, you know. And for us, I mean, for us, why intercultural marriage had just been uh, introduced us to a whole new world. And especially when, when Kim, when she went to Vietnam, mm -hmm. I mean, she experienced a whole another side of like the, the insider story of, of what being a Vietnamese is, is like. 
with the going to a different place for food or you know know how to bargain and it's just like so much more thing to learn so much more variety that you would have otherwise have never experienced that if you were not um you know be a part of that 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 culture mm-hmm. so kim how was it when you went to vietnam for the first time i loved it um it was it was really cool it's it wasn't my first country outside of the states so i knew what to expect but it was it was really neat because we stayed with his family i got to meet a lot of them who i hadn't met before yeah i loved it and did you have to overcome any language barriers Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of his younger cousins knew some English, so they would try to communicate. But the older generation, it was all Vietnamese. So we had to figure that out a little bit. And um, Lennox translated when he remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Yeah. But it it was it was good. Was it easy to feel like part of the family, even though there was that language barrier? I think so. They were very welcoming. And his grandma uh, gave me a huge hug, you know, when I got there. And pretty much everybody did. They all wanted to meet the white girl. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get the hug. (laughs) You didn't get the hugs? Did not. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lennox, how was it for you um, integrating into Kim's family? For me, integrating into Kim family was a an easy transition for me. Um, they're very welcome, um, very friendly, especially um, when they know that I have the same belief. And so it is not that difficult transition into Kim's side of the family. So, so far, so good. Yeah, yeah that's great. great. Now, if there's a couple listening that they are having difficulty Um, integrating into the family because either they're not welcomed or they don't feel like they can get over the language barrier. They don't feel like they can get over that, those cultural differences. What would you say um, to a couple who's working through that? Don't give up. (laughs) I think most of the, most of the time it will be difficult to try to please everybody. So by pleasing everybody, you are put in a position where you cannot be yourself so I would highly encourage them to remain who they are, be authentic, and keep their identity because that's 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 who they really are. And and when people see that, they they will learn how to accept it. I mean, the people who are going to accept you is are going to accept you, and people who are refused, you cannot change them except just be who you are and continue to to show them the love and the respect, and um. I, I think people will recognize that. Yeah. And as long as they're, they see that you're trying, I think, you, you know, and, and like Lennox said, showing them love, um, that's a big, big... Uh, yeah, I mean, love and respect goes a long way, um, not just in marriage, but in families too, when definitely. they see that you're, you know, being respectful and loving, regardless of any differences. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to having an intercultural marriage. Both of you have different backgrounds, different upbringings. So have you seen in your marriage how those differences have caused any tension and how did you work through that? So pretty much um, because we come from such a different background, there's, there's things that Kim's doing that 
you know, I'm doing differently or things that I do that Kim's doing differently. And uh, often enough, we find each other like in each other's space. You know, sometimes Kim was like standing there cutting meat or cutting vegetable. And I was standing there and I was like, um, you know, you could have been doing better, doing differently. And uh, because of the communication that we've been uh, doing and of the, the, the thing that we've been learning, the greatest answer to help us in those kind of moments and conflict is, it's not wrong, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree. Do you agree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Now, how do you feel, Kim, when you're cutting meat or vegetables <laughs> and he says, you could have done that better? Then I sometimes I just say, well, why don't you do it next time then? <laughs> or, or let's do it together or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Now, how does this play back into your culture? Why, why would you want to say that to her? Well, because in, in our culture, often, often enough, we learn from the, the older people. So the experience that the older people have, you know, they have like maybe like 10 or 20 years of, of, of doing the thing that they are doing. So when the younger people are doing something, they would like to offer the advice to, like, to show them how to do it the right way. And that is very something that very common. And they're not like open up to like, you know, there might be a different way to do things. There's all one way that are very efficient and they would like to offer that. So coming from that culture, and I, I learned that there are ways that do things, but the way that people have been doing for years, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, the whole lifetime, and they're perfected by being really efficient at it. So I just try to offer that. So for, uh, for me, it's very normal, but for Kim, it might not be. So it's not so much that you're just trying to nitpick everything and showing her where she's wrong, but rather just wanting to continue that teaching and growing that you've experienced in your upbringing. That is correct. (laughs) Nice. That's cool. But Kim, do you ever feel like he's doing that? Do I feel like he's nitpicking? Yeah. Do you feel like he's nitpicking or, or trying to just show you where you're wrong? Or do you know that he's fighting for you? I think there's definitely been both. And that's where we had to communicate and figure out, okay, where are you coming from when you're trying to tell me how to change what I'm doing? So at first, it was definitely more so you're nitpicking, let me do, you know, let me finish whatever I'm doing how I normally do it. But then as we, you know, over over the years, we we kind of figured things out and figured it out where each of us were coming from. And that has helped a lot. But sometimes, again, I just tell him, You're, I'm not wrong. It's just, it's just different. <laughs> so, and then he, he knows to back away. <laughs> and here's the, the one thing that, uh, the difference that, that we know when we first got married. I don't know if I told my, my home group this before, but this is a story that, Right after we got married, and then we went to Bed Bath and Beyond because we have so much, you know, gift, <laughs> gift cer- cards, gift cards, and 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 <laughs> and you know, gift certificate to buy things. And Kim was so excited, so she went into the store and and she loaded up the the the, the card. And then at the moment we went out of the the at the counter, and I asked her, "Do you bring the coupon?" She was like, "What coupon?" <laughs> 
I told her we have a 25% off on everything at home. So put everything back. Let's go home, get the coupon, and then come back. I think that was a, a an awakening moment because <laughs> we do things so differently and we walk out the store empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> but then we came back and we get everything that we need. So it's it just different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would have been easy for you, Kim, to be like, but we're here. We, we've ready right, picked everything right. out. It's like, more we, of an inconvenience yeah. to go back at the coupon. Money, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> now, you shared a little bit about the cultural and family dynamics, but let's talk a little bit about the spiritual side. What role does God and faith play in your marriage? For us, um, God and faith is the string that ties us together. Often enough, you know, where there are times that we, you know, we're, we're still human, we we being selfish, and we would like to know that we are the, the person who is right and the other person is in the wrong. But when we put God and in the higher priority and um, just model after Jesus Christ, you know, his humility, it is the string that ties us together and help us to achieve, um, you know, peace and, and loving in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, with our family and culture, that is a recipe for a lot of conflict because we're coming from two different sides, you know, of the world. So just culture and family, you know, we would have been in a mess. But thanks be to God and Having God and having our, our faith in the Lord really brought us t together. And has kept us together, too. So being Christians, um, there are some Christians who just claim to be Christians and they don't really actively pursue God. Now, we know that you guys have a routine set up every day where you take time to read the Word and pray together. Why, why did you set that up? Well, here's the here's the reason why we set it up because we have our regular routine where we spend time in the morning by ourselves in the Word and and prayer, and uh, uh, one time in a prayer meeting, an older gentleman he was asking, "Did you ever spend time and pray with your wife?" And I I reflected, and I we didn't have that. So I ask him, is, does it matter if we spend time apart but still in the Word or spend time together? Does it doesn't make a big difference. And he said, yes, it will change your life. And for us, ever, ever since we started doing that, that has brought us so much closer. And it is amazing to see how God has work in our relationship and that aspect just changed our, our marriage drastically. I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like we are closer more than ever because of that. Mm -hmm. And being intentional about spending time together in the Word, praying together is whether it's after a long day, even though we're tired, it's, it's really refreshing. Yeah, I think it's really good to have 
both the individual time with God and together because you're one, you're a team. And mm-hmm. so just having that extra time where you're seeking God together definitely just brings you a lot closer. And I think it also helps with continuing the communication throughout the day because I think it's hard to probably go into a time spending God together if you haven't worked through something before. So I think it probably is a little bit more accountability too, just to make sure that you guys are on the same page throughout the day. Now, I have a question. Have you ever had a time where you were experiencing some kind of tension and then it's time to go into the Word? What does that look like? Actually, we did. You know, we have... uh tensions we have something that's conflict you know we don't even remember what it is but i just remember we it is our time to you know sit together and study the bible and all we can do is just sit there and and be be silent because we can't even um, go into the word because we don't know how we don't know how to uh, approach god with with this you know, elephant in, in in the room, as you put it, because there's tension between us. And so we decide that we need to work out the tension. I mean, it, it's, it's not like it's forcing us, but it, in a way it's encouraged us to, we need to work it out. We needed to resolve it first before we could do our study. That's great. And that allows you to, again, get on the same page, communicate, and move forward rather than letting something fester and rather than letting something grow into something that it doesn't need to be. Right. Which is super great. And here's something so special too. Right after that, when you have that tension and you resolve it, you do Bible study. And then when it's our time to pray together, we have a a tradition, not a tradition, but it's a thing where we pray for each other. So Kim you know, she lists out the stuff that she need to pray for. And then I list out the stuff that I need to pray for. And she going to pray for me and I'm I'm praying for her. And it just, it's, it's really helped us in, in, in that aspect where knowing that your your husband or your, or your wife is praying for you, it, it could be just seem so normal, but it just, it's so special in, in your heart knowing that like the, the person who spend your, your life with, it, it's praying for you is seeking the lord for you so i i think it's just an amazing thing to to be there and then to experience that together so it sounds like that has been very monumental in totally shifting your marriage to a whole new level sounds like something that your marriage was good great but then this added a whole new component to it now there's another component of your marriage that i want to talk about which i find awesome and that is you guys serving together. What does that look like for you? You know how when an arrow, when 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 two two person walking together and serving together just bring us closer because we know that we are walking toward the same direction, we having the the the, the same mission and um it just draw us closer together when we serve together. Often enough, in home group or young married couple group, is there are times when Kim answer and I I just burst out laughing because it's just so funny, and yet it's like it's something that just really you know connect our each other. Uh, 
Kim and I, it connect our heart to some of the the answer that that she said, and it's such an amazing, amazing thing to serve together because it is what God created us to be to do, and when you do it together, it's just that better. Now, Lennox, we understand you just graduated from grad school. Praise the Lord, yes. and. But you also have these serving opportunities that you've mentioned. There's the military. There's Kim. There's work for you. There's all these things that you guys are doing that creates what I would assume is a very busy schedule. How do you balance all of those things while still making time to focus on your marriage? So you asked that. How are we able to handle all that? And while um, being together, and I would say we, you know, with having so many things going on at one time, we know that we cannot handle them all. So we ask the the Lord to give us strength on a daily basis. And then, I mean, that's what we're doing in in the morning when we have our our you know quiet time with the Lord, and we we pray to ask Him to to give us strength. So that we can handle the the workload that of the day, and also maintain that relationship, you know, with the the people that's close to us, and um, praying is the key. Mm-hmm. Praying that the Lord will continue to sustain us. Mm-hmm. And How I think um, also having that prayer time, and then also looking to the Lord when we keep our eyes on Him our marriage will look so much or be so much better. So that's a way that we can focus on our marriage without focusing on our marriage. <laughs> yeah. right. You determine to seek God and therefore the marriage benefits. From right, it. exactly. Yeah. That's really good stuff. So last couple questions. First, what is the best piece of marriage advice that you've ever received? I would say the the best piece of marriage advice that we received is uh when I took the um, a class at, at you know at school and uh, the teacher asked us what is your goal for your marriage what is the goal for your marriage and I was sitting there I did not have a goal for marriage I I didn't know what it was. So I came home and uh, we discussed it together. And um, I think that changes our, our marriage a lot mm-hmm. because we found something that our marriage can be going toward. So I would say the best piece of advice that, that, that we ever receive is find that goal of your marriage. What is the goal for your marriage? You know, some people just say because, you know, we love each other, we want to be with each other, but it's just so much more than that. So finding that, what is the goal of, of your marriage? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, a lot of times when you're engaged, the goal is to get married and the goal is to have the wedding and and then it just keeps going, you know, well, the goal is to, the next step is to have kids or the next step is to buy a house, but those are all temporary things. So our goal is just to be able to prepare each other for eternity to where when we stand in front of the Lord, we will hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I agree. Um, 
that is the ultimate thing that we're working for. You know, we we working toward because we know all this temporary, you know, life is just very short. But then we have the eternal life, which a lot of people they don't even think about it. So when we, you know. Our, our goal, our, our marriage goal, is to prepare each other for that, you know, that eternal life. And I think it's just something that uh, it it's a life changer for our marriage. Yeah, that's really awesome. So you kind of alluded to it already, but I just want to make sure. And this is the final question: What is the best piece of marriage advice that you would give to other couples? As you know, we we have just been you know talking about that a, a lot. The, this life is very short, and then there's eternal life. So, the one thing that I would advise for a couple who are married, who are walking life together, is finding that goal, finding that goal for their marriage. And I hope that you know their goal for marriage is not just on temp- temporal stuff, temporary stuff, where you know buying a big house or getting to the status and stuff, but go beyond that temporary stuff and go into like e- eternity stuff because. As Christian, we know that, you know, life is not just ended when, you know, this life is over, but then there's the rest of eternity. So having that goal for your marriage is to prepare your spouse, prepare your wife, prepare your husband for when they're standing in front of the Lord. I think that's the most important thing that as a husband or as a, as a wife that we can do for the person that we love. Adding on to that, I think preparing each other, but not nagging each other in a way. So, so I found out too that it's you can't change your spouse yourself, and it's it's the Lord that ultimately changes their heart and and their mindset. And so, again, going back to that prayer, praying for each other, praying for those difficult areas that your spouse has, is is really important as well. Super encouraging. Thank you guys so much for sharing this evening with us, sharing your story with others. And we look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. As Lennox and Kim just mentioned, setting a goal for your marriage can be life-changing. If you want to set your own goals and take your marriage to the next level, we have a free guide that walks you through each step of the process, and you can get it over at yearsofmarriageadvice.com slash goals. See you there.